Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to No Confidence. I'm your host, David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. It's February 14, 2024. Let's see, is it Tuesday that's uh, Valentine's Day yesterday or is it today, the 14th? I just don't keep track. Uh, welcome to No Confidence. Um, on uh we'll get into really a seedy subject here in just a minute uh but first uh in the chat there's a link to drivebylitigation.com there you'll find a link to get the uh course on how to cancel teachers for teaching what they teach in kindergarten grade school preschool uh in about 1999 to 2001, right in there, I noticed that uh, sex, politics, and children became one topic. So what the hell is that? Well, there's no reason why you should have to take it. <clears throat> so uh, the answer is in the law, as are, uh, as is the case in most controversies uh, that I take up. And uh, there's no simple age appropriate uh, education, sex education, age appropriate, that word appropriate, they reinterpreted it. Preschool's appropriate. The Democrat, don't forget that. The Democrat party has been taken over by perverts that call themselves Marxists pedophiles one and all and they wouldn't teach that stuff to children unless they wanted to have sex with the children draw the line somewhere american so drivebylitigation.com has that link to that course on canceling uh teachers and the first half of the course is about uh mandatory mask and vaccine uh covid related mandates. Uh, I wrote skeleton uh, style, some legislation for COVID, where it's not my statute. I just showed you the skeleton of what you might do to make a statute. Uh, if you wanted to revise what I wrote, observe what I wrote, listen to the audio in the tutorial. Um, and then I wrote statutes to cure politics and sex in school. It's way out of hand. Parents can only do better than the schools are doing. That's a rule. There's another link in the chat. Uh, fascinating. Oh, um, you can go to bgbgbg.us, bgbgbg.us. It's a splash page I put up to advertise a flash drive that I put together. I've retired from providing legal services, and I thought, what better to 
equip somebody else than to put on a flash drive. Basically, everything I would want at my disposal if a controversy with the government came up. Uh, pleadings, courses. And it's not a dumping ground. It's not everything I found when I did my research uh, on whatever topic I was looking at. It's the results of my research. So uh, pick up the flash drive. It's only a couple hundred bucks. And it's like my retirement gift. I'm disclosing a lot on that flash drive I never made available before. Like my tax briefings in Microsoft Word. Go to bgbgbg.us. Listen to the audio. And uh, go to YouTube. There's a YouTube link right there to the uh, video table of contents of the flash drive. So for an hour, seven minutes, there I describe the contents of the flash drive to you. Enjoy, have fun. Very interesting product I have next for you. Oh, it's in the chat. SLNT.com like short for silent, slnt.com. It's electromagnetic pulse protected backpack, uh, purse, wallet, uh, sleeve to put your laptop in. I think if you use that link, it'll take you directly to the backpacks where uh, lightning or an electromagnetic pulse weapon or a sun flare will not affect the electronics that are inside of the pack. The top of the line pack there, I think, is uh, $795. Then down to $695, and, and they go all the way down to uh, maybe a $120 pouch to put your laptop in. Um, had to uh, check that out. <clears throat> now, uh, to complain about the border, I'm going to give you the uh, website of uh, Mark Green in Congress. And he's uh, a chairman of the Committee on Homeland Security. So he's right in the face of Alejandro Mayorkas, who, just was, who was just successfully impeached by the House of Representatives. It's going to go nowhere in the Senate. But for what it's worth, the second second cabinet secretary in our history has officially been impeached. And now we step to another topic altogether. This guy, Brad Swanson, I think was his name. I got this in an email. Here it comes in the chat. His website. Let's see. Public chat. Sorry about that. Um, capital versus VS, capital VS income.com. Knowing as we do that with frivolous filing indictments and tax evasion indictments and overwhelming levies that drive people into bankruptcy, knowing as we do that those can sometimes cause heart attacks and even death from stress. You don't go at the tax code with a shallow mind and come out with a shallow effort and try to teach somebody something. 
on that on the page I gave you, uh, homepage of capital versus income, capital vs income.com. He's not even in grade school yet. Uh, the results that are on this website are what I would accomplish before I even decide whether or not I'm interested in studying tax law. It's that bad. I'm not here to call him bad names. He might be well-intentioned, but I'm going to tell you a few things that stand out to me uh, on its face. Number one, he doesn't even know how to cite a court case, which means or equals he's not an attorney. He's not a licensed professional. He's never become a certified paralegal. Uh, he's doing the first research of his life and he's in the tax code and he seeks to teach you something. Stop paying an income tax on your capital. Hey, hey what are your credentials? I've got eight trips to the Supreme Court on my findings, my specific treatise that took me five and a half years to develop and complete. I ran out of research to do. And here's a true beginner inviting you to buck the system when if you don't pay them what they say you owe them, you lose. And it has nothing to do with the law. Capital versus income. Boy, you're jumping right off of the high dive. Well, the pool's empty. You got to fill it with knowledge. Then you jump in and sort it out. But instead, secondly, not only can he not cite cases because he's not a licensed professional, he's not an experienced researcher, and he's not an attorney, not a legal secretary. But number two, he doesn't do any research. How do you put up a website like this with these topics and not refer to my work that's free on the web? He mentions Section 83, but doesn't cite a single court case about it. When I, in fact, never mentioned Section 83 to my students till I had a bunch of case law about it. So this person is a gross beginner. And I used that term because he's putting people in danger, trouble. Uh, you have to stay away from people with this little knowledge, especially when it's coupled with the willingness to come out and say, I can teach you something. You can't even cite a court case. which is law 101, maybe earlier than that. I'm sure one of the first things in the lessons about law you get is don't look stupid, everybody, please. Just like the first class you get in uh, seamanship, don't look stupid. If your boat's tied up at the dock and you fall in the water between the boat and the dock, you do not climb off of the dock. You swim as fast as you can out from between your boat and the dock. Or you look real stupid because the boat could just crush you. You get away from the boat as fast as you can. It's an example of don't look stupid. And this guy never heard the don't look stupid lesson. 
jumped right into the hardest topic on the planet. Before I opened my mouth, I'd been studying for two years and had read stacks of statutes. And this guy's a beginner. He doesn't cite the cases properly, just quotes a bunch of certain instances. When anybody that studies me for a week, you learn that you can cite as many cases as you want. You lose. The Supreme Court means nothing to tax court or U.S. District Court or the appellate courts or the U.S. Supreme Court. If you seek to change the IRS, you lose and you don't get an explanation. You can sue for a clear explanation of the law. Point to the law that says you're entitled to it, 5 U.S.C. 706, and you don't get it because the findings contradict the tax man. And this guy's got a website. This is, this is the jaws of defeat right here. To think you can deal with the government on this level. He hasn't, he hasn't acquainted himself with the fact that nothing matters if you differ from the IRS. Not on the basis, uh, not on the basics, capital versus income. They're going to do what they've always done. You got nothing new here. And it's an invitation to, hey, participate in all of my knowledge. And, and it's under construction and you got to spare me. My treatise came out in January of 94 and section 83 was fully briefed in it. And I'd already been back and forth with the IRS about it for a year administratively. And look what this guy is prepared to do for you. Nothing. And he comes off as somebody who can educate you about something. Man. So uh, he invites an email. He's got a link for email. Thank you. And uh, basic economics. I can assure you it, it's nothing more than basic. And constitutional taxation. What do you know? You can't even cite a court case. That's the first day of law school. Maybe the second. Because that's where all the lessons are taught. Every decision is a lesson from a judge. I want to be able to cite it so someone knows what I'm talking about. But you got to take his word for it. Or you got to go search on the internet to find out what the site of the case is. <coughs> Just terrible. Be careful, everybody. And that's capitalversusincome.com. Capitalvsincome.com. Things you got to know. So I get pretty wound up. I got an email from somebody that says, uh, hey, uh, Social Security has nothing to do with this other thing. FICA is a totally separate tax. Okay. Dragging me all the way back to 1993. It's a tax on a privilege, a government-granted privilege. And wages, uh, chapter one says compensation for services. It doesn't say wages. So FICA wages are totally separate from chapter one. Well, no, the case law. 
under Section 83 says it applies to all property transferred in connection with the performance of services. Are wages such property? Yes. So Chapter 1 does apply to Chapter 21 wages. Didn't bother to research. Just pops off to me like I don't have 35 years in law. Like I've had a life outside of law. No, it's been law. And I've been up against the government's best a bunch of time with my findings. They have no answer. So your answer, who cares what it says, it contradicts what the government says. And the government has the best attorneys. Just ask the government. So if you offer me an explanation, instead of concession that I'm correct, you're claiming to be better than the attorneys I've been up against who have been in the government forever in the tax division. Put the brakes on, Wonder Boy. There are bottom lines in the tax code that protect you so profoundly when the government says you're a citizen of the United States. We got to comply with the tax law. Stop right there. It's all I need. I got so many protections in the tax code, it'll make your head spin. If you just shut your mouth long enough to learn something. Well, no, I want to be in the movement someday. So I need to go at full speed and learn nothing. <laughs> ah. What BS. Just. Wow. And on one page, federal income taxation, he mentions Section 83 has a cutout of Section 83 in JPEG format, uh, but he doesn't cite any cases about Section 83. He doesn't brief it. If he had ever been to my page and studied it, he would have had a lot more to say about Section 83, and it would have been taken off of my page. <laughs> the guy's lost, and uh, he's, he's a, a surface skimmer. And the fact he's coming out and saying, I got something to teach you. He's both a surface skimmer and a bottom dweller. <laughs> Just doesn't know. He's, uh, he's fishing for a clue, but he can't find one yet. And he just bounces around. Unmarried individuals. Okay, taxable income defined. That's great. 61A gross income. And then he gets into section 83. And he doesn't refer anybody uh, to where you can get my section 83 equation. The only writing about section 83 ever conducted. Why the hell not? Because he doesn't know what he's doing. I already wrote everything you can write about section 83. Anybody with that manual will back me up on that, period. So much in that 94-page manual, you can't get away from it. It's incredible. Oh, and then he cites, he actually provides the case cite for U.S. versus Cartwright. Yeah, that's right. Fair market value, arm's length transaction. So somebody trying to, sneaking up on, reteaching what I've already done for 33 years. <laughs> okay. 
Let's see. Yeah, no reference to me. And uh, I wrote the book on Section 83. <laughs> so anyway, um, you go to my YouTube page and listen to things about Section 83, and you'll see this person's in the Stone Age. They don't know what they're doing among the subtitles. He doesn't understand Social Security. If you don't understand Social Security, you don't understand the tax code. Four of the five things they do to you with the tax code uh, before you pay your tax are Social Security, Federal Unemployment Tax Act, matching FICA paid by your employer, the FICA that you pay, Chapter 2, Social Security Self-Employed. <laughs> and the only other thing is Chapter 1, where you're only named in a regulation. And I've been pounding on it for years and years. And then you come across a true beginner like Brad Swanson. And uh, he's a little more on base than David Champion or Pete Hendrickson but he's done one-tenth of the research of either of those guys. He just doesn't have it. So be careful, everybody. Uh, beat that drum for a while. Or beat him like a drum. Uh, there's things you have to know. You have to know these things. And he's out there teaching already when he's really a true blue beginner. I've seen very few published works on such a beginner's level as uh, that particular website, capitalvsincome.com, capitalvsincome.com. Yep, rarely ever. Like um, when someone will cite Lucas versus Earl, I think it's 1930, 1935. That's a joke. Lucas versus Earl. It's a Supreme Court case. And it's on a whole bunch of tax protester websites. <laughs> uh, really, uh, well, act, yeah, it is cited positively, affirmatively. This protects me. Look at this Supreme Court case. And yet, when you look into it, um, let's see, here we go. AmericanTaxPolicyInstitute.org. Uh, let's see. I want to find a uh, tax protester website because I know they'll be citing it the way I need it cited. Uh, Library of Congress. There's one part of the case. As you thumb your way through the case, at the top of the page, it'll say uh, syllabus. Then a couple more pages. And then it'll say introduction, whatever. And uh, you get to a particular point in the case where it says something fascinating. 
uh, I picked it right up and then put it right down. Uh, it exposes so many people to be really idiots. Lucas versus Earl, courtlistener.com. Um, let's see. That's not the full decision. The reason I want to point this out to you is because it, the court case says exactly what everybody says it says. But as you look closer at the case, it's in a part of the case you should ignore. You really should. Uh, let's see. Lucas versus Earl. And they don't give you the case site. I'm on casetext.com and they don't give you the text of the Wow. Sure love to see the sight of that case. It's 1930. And I'm scrolling through the case for a very particular heading. Uh, first it says. That which is beneficiarily received. Let's see. It is urged. It is urged, this is on page 119 of the decision. It is urged that under section 212 of the Revenue Act of 1918, the commissioner was entitled to disallow the deduction in the return for 1920 upon the ground that if it were allowed, the return would not clearly reflect the income for that year. <clears throat> it is said that the basic principle to be applied is that the true net income is to be taxed. Okay. Doggone it. There's a very particular. And it's the it's the argument of the respondent. Lucas versus Earl. And Earl's in court to say, hey, you shouldn't tax me on this part. And the Supreme Court gets into it. And it makes it sound like they said uh, wages are not gross income. And I don't think they included that part of the decision in this print right here. Well, um, Lucas versus Earl. Where's the tax protester movement when you need them? Anyway, I'm going to move on. It's an example, though, of uh, how derelict uh, so many people out are out there that say they're teachers, they have an organization, they have a plaque on the wall, uh, do da day, whoopee do. You're citing Lucas versus Earl saying wages are not income. That part of the case is where the Supreme Court's describing the claim of the taxpayer. Arguments of the respondent. Why are you reading that as if it was the court's decision? Well, because we're in the Patriot movement. Um, yeah, people go to prison, people die. Christine York, 
Sandra Cote, Dick Simkinen. And you got these beginners out there that, you know, I jumped in. I was totally green. I said, I'm going to study tax law. I didn't start teaching for four years. Five years. I didn't jump in and start teaching. Uh, websites were unheard of when I started. 1988. What's the internet? And this guy's already on the web. And he's got... He's got wagon loads worth of research he has to do. If he would just go to wevgov.com and stop. <clears throat> go to my YouTube channel. Take from Caesar. And stop and read everything. Listen to everything. Those are just the things I want people to know. I didn't record and write and put on the web everything I've ever done. This is just to equip people. That's all my stuff is there to do. I don't offer you anything that isn't going to equip you with something. Uh, I used to have a video about a case against the Obama administration, pardon my language, um, about immigration. But I think I took that case down or that video down. So anyway, uh, it's all knowledge of the law as it relates to my encounters with government on my own or through someone else's case, speaking to victims. Uh, and I have uh, the cleanest take on the tax code of anybody, period. My 1994 treatise called Codebreaker, you go to my YouTube channel, Take From Caesar, and watch the video called Key to the Code. It's within probably the first 10 videos that I uploaded to that channel. So it'll be one of the 10 oldest, Key to the Code. There's a two and a half hour tutorial about tax code section 83 that I put up there years ago. And you look at this guy, uh, Mr. Swanson, and um, uh, what was it? Versus capital versus income.com. Uh, truly a greenhorn as it relates to all law, not just tax law. And someone's going to come along and step in that trap and tell the government, but uh, this website told me that I didn't have to pay tax on my capital income. Well, then you're going to prison. I've seen it happen. Is that good enough? The guy has no idea who you're messing with. No idea. The government sends innocent people to prison just so they have things to talk about at office parties. Wow, when are you going to learn? And all I meet are people that haven't even heard of me. I've shut down IRS criminal investigations with my treatise. I've made grand juries not hand down indictments with my treatise. The hardest things in the practice of law to do in America, maybe in the world, 
and what I've got for free on the web isn't good enough, or this person never, la never laid eyes on it. I think he's never laid eyes on it, or he would have cited some cases under Section 83, and he would have learned how to cite cases from my website, wevgov.com. I'm not a high-end web designer, never claim to be. It's a crude website, but the information is dynamite. You want more dynamite? Go to my Take From Caesar YouTube channel. Get the flash drive on bgbgbg.us. Watch the one-hour video table of contents on my YouTube channel first. It's loaded. It's worth 10 times the asking price, if not 50 times the asking price. I loaded it so that I don't have to take a phone call from somebody that's pretty bright. They'll be able to take those courses and, and they'll be able to run with the local cops when they're in trouble, civil and criminal. There are certain formulas that uh, you have to get in your head where something happens and you can go down a list in your head of why cases get dismissed and you're looking for triggers. Oh, this yeah, and this defect and that defect. I wasn't served properly, or it's a city cop that cited me with state law, or whatever defect that would dismiss the case. You read enough case law, and you come across all those dismissals where government lost the case. Study why government loses cases. They'll teach you about your rights. You have more rights than that. Case dismissed. You can, you can go freely. Hey, thanks, Your Honor. I didn't need you to tell me that, but thanks. Have a good day. You did your job. But have a list in your head of things they can't do. And on that flash drive, there's a ton of audio instruction and uh, fabulous courses. I hardly talk about it. it. I should talk about it more. There's a course on criminal intent. The government's ignored it for decades, and yet it's an essential element in every criminal case. They ignored it for decades. It's a huge target. You go on record with your belief of how the law operates before you contradict the government. So if they come after you, you can just say, uh, excuse me, but I went on record with my explanation about the law <laughs> on a certain date. I got a certified mailing receipt and everything and you don't deny a word of it, you'd rather have me in trouble? I didn't hire you. I didn't vote for you for that reason. And it means I'm not guilty. I don't have criminal intent. You can't even deny I'm correct. And you bust me for driving while license suspended first degree or whatever else you don't think you're guilty of that you think they'll use against you or employ against you. So you're at least on the record with an ex explanation that proves you don't have criminal intent. It's an essential element. If you don't have criminal intent, you're innocent. Wouldn't it be great to prove you're innocent before anything comes down? So my criminal intent course is great. And the third segment of that course is directed at proving you don't believe you have a duty when you have indeed failed to file tax returns and or failed to pay uh, what the government says are your tax liabilities, tax code related. I, I'm, not, I'm not willful 
for these reasons, I believe the law operates like so, like so. And there's a letter with my findings in the letter. There's another letter with no findings. So you put your own arguments in the center of the letter and present it to the government as an explanation as to how you don't believe you have a duty. Because when you don't have a duty, or I'm sorry, when you, when you don't believe you have a duty, you don't have a duty. You're innocent. <clears throat> so wouldn't you like to prove in advance the government has no business approaching you? Yeah, that'd be a great thing to be able to prove. Uh, you don't know who you're dealing with. If you're this guy at uh, capitalversusincome.com, you have no idea who the enemy is. The tax man owns every judge, and this guy can't even cite a case. Got a website. I'm teaching. Hey, everybody, you don't owe this. It makes my blood boil. Just a few more things I like about America. Don't forget that on drivebylitigation.com, there's a link right now where you can buy the uh, downloadable digital course, a ton of, it's got like three and a half hours of audio instruction uh, and outlines a process whereby you can cancel a teacher for sex education in the lower grades, especially. Uh, you have a state law that says, communication with a minor for immoral, immoral purposes one year in jail. So we got here in Washington state, I have a way to use it. They're gonna say, hey, we're immune from punishment. We can teach sex ed. I said, that's fine. Immune from punishment or exempt from punishment is not innocence. You violated the law. Just because we can't punish you under that law, we can punish you over here where it says we're going to have you decertified. You're pervert. No one gave you permission to break that law. All the legislator did was exempt you. They didn't give you permission to violate it. They didn't say anybody except teachers who does this and that to children when you're in jail. They didn't say that. They said anyone, any person. So I'm not frightened by that exemption that teachers have. Oh, we can be perverts. I know you can't. Uh, the teacher or the, the students and their parents met the wrong asshole. You bet. So drivebylitigation.com. It's a $25 downloadable course. I'm available on conference calls. I'd like to do a bunch of conference calls uh, with parents that are engaged in that effort to clean up the schools, I really would. And then you have bgbgbg.us that has the $200 flash drive that's deluxe. It's got all of my stuff in Microsoft Word for tax litigation, my specific treatise and findings, several eBooks I've written and um, uh, several courses that open up on your computer like a website and you take the course, you listen to the audio segments, uh, it's, it's something else. It's great. You really need it. Knowledge is power. Don't leave home without it. And again, this is what I like about America. Thanks for joining me here on this Wednesday, February 14th of 2024. None of this is legal advice. My name is David Merlin. And I'll be back here on Saturday. Take care and stay innocent.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.